Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to HCG Body Talk on Blog Talk Radio, where we discuss how to achieve the health and body of your dreams one day at a time with HCG Body for Life. How to stay semper fit, fit for life. Please welcome your host, international HCG diet coach, author, and creator of HCG Body for Life, Colin F. Watson. HCG Body for Life, for the body of your life. Hey guys, it's Colin. Welcome to the show. Um, today we're going to be talking about um, some tips to stop emotional eating. <clears throat> it was actually a request I got from one of my Facebook friends and followers. And um, it's really actually a very smart uh, topic because we all experience it and I'm doing I'm experiencing it myself right now as I'm going through my little 40-day to 7% body fat challenge. So before I go any further, let's do a sound check. Make sure you can hear me, okay? So if you guys have been here before, press 1 on your phone. That throws your hand up. It lets me know you can hear me loud and clear. And then we can proceed. And then go ahead and put your hand down. And um, push 1 again. Put your hand down. That way it um, won't be up for the whole show. Let me change my status here on Skype to do not disturb. And uh, we're good to go. Um, okay. Get hands down. All right, guys. So... You know, this is really a powerful topic, and I actually just had a couple of phone calls today um, with um, a couple of people that called me for help, and, and this is one of the biggest problems they had. So I really think, um, I hope that the information I, I provide today will be a little, a little helpful. Actually, I'm going to you know, give you some advice from the experts out there and give you some of my personal living experience, life experience, um, and, and hopefully combined they'll find some information here that will be helpful. You know, I... I I find that usually if you know tips like this or uh, you know topic like this seems to land on the people that are in the biggest or the highest level of pain. <clears throat> and what I mean is that this is really a problem and it's really getting in the way of their goals, either life goals or weight loss goals and it's frustrating. And and and, and if you ha- aren't there yet, you'll you know I I think that Lisa show will be here in podcast and replay that you can actually come tap into it when when the time comes because it does require that you stay extremely present and that you must be willing to make changes and uh, and do things differently. Um and we all know the you know the um definition for insanity, for insanity is doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results. And this is kind of uh some of the stuff won't be new to you. You you've known you'll you'll you've probably heard it before and some may be new to you or, or you may be hearing it again but actually hearing it for the first time. So when we talk about emotions the the one thing that that came to my my mind then we talk about emotional eating and stress eating is that all all of that behavior is really the goal of not feeling, of not having emotions. And basically by substituting food um, or eating something to make you feel differently than you are feeling at the present time. And I think as human beings, we, we spend a great deal of our time trying to avoid pain 
and in essence um trying to avoid it so so um with such with such a reckless abandon that we have end up causing ourselves more pain um so it, and it was funny that um I was talking to a young lady today that called because she was frustrated and, and been on the protocol for you know forty something days. She may be on the show today, and I thank you for that call. Um, and you know she had found herself just constantly you know sabotaging, and, and she had lost fifteen pounds in the forty days, and and was aware of what was going on, and had small kids, and you know kind of you know have you know the things we all do if you have kids, you grab a, here's a handful for you and a handful for me. But you know in the in during the call as she's talked about how important it was for her to really, really reach her goal, she got emotional and she got choked up. And she started talking over it and talking, kept talking, and I asked her just to be quiet for a moment and be silent for a moment and actually sit in those feelings. And uh, and actually deal with them, not even deal with them, just just um, allow them to exist and be. Um, because that's what we do. We talk over our own feelings. We we move into action to run away from ourselves, and um, and so we sat silent for a few seconds um, and just let her be in those feelings, um, because I believe that those feelings are, are the feelings of pain or shame or frustration is really what you can which you can really um, use to help you get to your goal instead of trying to avoid them. So let's talk about. You know how we how we can deal with this emotional eating and stressful eating. Um, you know, a lot of times it's just being aware and being present and understanding exactly what's going on with you. Um, a lot of our emotional eating is done in a, in a subconscious state. It's kind of a, an action or reaction um, habits that we just created that we just don't even know we're doing a lot of the times. Um, and and identifying real hunger between real hunger and phantom hunger. You know, I get people that are on this protocol, especially, and we're not talking about just. I'm, if I talk about just the ACG diet protocol, for example, in many cases, if you are using pharmaceutical grade ACG, you have the right dose, you've done your loading correctly, hunger, physical hunger, is not really an issue. And I get people that call me in a very dramatic state that I am starving. And as my as my lovely wife Janie would say, she she would ask me why I make that statement, regardless if I'm on or off protocol. She goes, "Would you eat dog?" And obviously, it's a wake up. It's a thing to make you stop for a second and be present. Well, no, of course not. Well, then really, you're not starving. If you're just you're, you're uncomfortable or you're un, under stress. So, being aware of exactly if you are experiencing physical hunger, and and some sometimes it's almost. It almost would be to your advantage to actually allow yourself to be physically hungry, to literally go without eating for a day, and have your you know your 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 body start to um, your stomach start to growl, and you start feeling weak and lightheaded, and you'll understand what real hunger feels like, and then tap that in and, and to compare that to um, the emotional response to stress and and wanting to eat something, and you'll you'll at least be able to. Give yourself a definition of what's real and what's not, because to a lot of people, um, food cravings and hunger issues seem very real, and um, you know, ironically, they're less real in the in the world of uh, ACG diet, ACG protocol dieting, if you will, because of the fact that you know the ACG does such a great job of, of squashing hunger. But let's, we would need to know what's real. So. You know, if, if it's, you know, how do you know if you have, a, you know, if you're emotional eating? Um, some of the telltale signs are that you eat when you're not physically hungry. hungry. So um, an example for me, I could have dinner, um, be watching TV, had dinner at like 7.30, 8 o'clock, had my snack. I'm still feeling the fullness from my meal, and I'm thinking, hmm, what could I eat? That's, 
because I'm bored or I'm watching TV and I'm watching something either exciting or thrilling or what have you. And, and, and so that, you, you know, physically you feel full, so you really can't be hungry. Um, is it hard to find foods that satisfy you? So you actually grab something, you, you think you really want it really bad, you taste it, you eat it, and you kind of go, oh, my God, it really wasn't that good. So you look for something else to try and fill that void or to uh, to satisfy those those cravings. Um, your cravings are trigger, triggered by an emotional, some kind of emotional state of mind, uh, anger, anxiety, boredom. Um, you know, we all have triggers, and, and much of what we're going to be talking about today is actually going to take action. It's going to talk about, you know, you know, Writing down what these triggers are. Writing down when you're, you're, you find yourself emotionally eating. And that's why I talk about the highest level of pain. If you're not willing to take an action that's different from what you've done before to try and isolate this problem and actually really come up with, a, with an active solution for it, um, it's really not going to work. There really isn't you – know, we're so used to getting a pill. Give me a pill. Give me something that just make me, won't make me feel, won't make me um, hungry. But we, as we, as with this whole topic here is not about being really hungry, but it's about um, dealing with emotional pain or things you're trying to avoid. Um, comfort eating, you know, that, that the mindless thing that you just kind of go and you just reach for something without even recognizing that you're grabbing it. And, um, you know, we always say when we, in our household, when we're starting the protocol, we actually, we actually, you know, we, 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 uh, you know, we proof our house. You know, you safety. You, you may have a baby. You kind of safety proof it or whatever. You make sure all the sockets are covered and no sharp edges are around it. You know, around where where the baby can fall and hurt themselves. We take that same approach to making sure there's nothing in our cabinets, nothing in our house that would lead us to a place where we could we could actually make that choice. Going, oh, I'm just going to open up this bag of cookies. Well, there are no cookies to have. If I'm going to comfort eat, it's going to be an apple or strawberries. Uh, you know, it's really going to be a tough choice. So. You know, you know why these, uh, why this is important, and really why why you really have to pay to pay attention to it because it is about being conscious. And if you guys have listened to any of my shows, you know I talk a lot about being in the present. That successful dieting and uh, with this protocol is about one day at a time, about being in the present. Um, emotional eating is about being in the present, and it's about recognizing that there's things going on, there, that these emotions are going on, and finding a way to either deal with them. Um, and I mean, and I and I, I recommend feel them um, and process them, or identify them and realize what's going on. And you're if you if you're focusing on what's going on around you, you'll be more present. Um, let's see, some of the some of the suggestions that I've that I've you know come across and when I research topics, and and then I'll go about things that I actually use, which will be more um, protocol specific. Um, you know, there there are actually some pretty interesting you know things out there. Um, you know, usually, you know, people don't realize first that, you know, it's a, you are, when you are stress eating, there is something going on. I mean, there is a chemical reaction going on in your body. And you guys heard me talk about cortisol. When we're stressed out, the cortisol, your cortisol levels start to spike, um, which makes you crave carbohydrates, sugar, and fatty foods. Um, so it, and you're not crazy um, by wanting these foods because you are having a chemical reaction in your body. The problem is, is that, that you know, some people don't recognize you know, how to solve the problem. The problem is not the food cravings. The problem is the stress. And how do you deal with the stress? And you know, I talk a lot about when you're on the protocol about how meditation is important. You guys have seen me tweeting about how I'm doing yoga and how I'm doing my meditation. I I'm not just doing that to impress people. I'm doing that because I have a very high stress 
things that I do. I mean, I deal with people and their emotions all day long. I deal with running a business. I deal with trying to grow my business. And, and there's always kind of monkey wrenches going, going up. So I have to find what works for me. And um, usually the more stress you can reduce in your, in your life, your life, the more your cortisol levels reduce. Also take, you, know, you guys heard me talk about my supplement that I take laminin, which is excellent for, for me anyway, as far as um, controlling my cortisol levels. Um, you, you know, there's, there's things, other things that are going on that you have your belief systems. You know, sometimes we just believe, you know, you have like a memory that you grew up as a kid and you smell cookies and, and or you smell something you know, that your mother used to make and those you, you connect to those feelings and to be able to connect to those feelings and feel and feel them again, you end up going towards that smell or that food or that, or that dish that you used to have in the past. I mean, there's a lot of links and triggers that are programmed into you that you've done, taken years and years to kind of accumulate and it is a it is an arduous process to try and, and unravel some of that but the the really the key to it the real key to this whole conversation that we're going to be having today is about moving from the unconscious and subconscious to the conscious world and and it's that that in itself is a very challenging thing to do because most of us um it's sometimes easier just to check out and that's what emotional eating is. It is finding moments in time where you can actually check out for a moment and shut down. Um, your environment, um, you know, when you you have to kind of look at what goes on when you're actually you know having these cravings or when you're when you're emotionally eating the time of day that that is that is happening. If you're busy throughout the day and you're working and have you and you don't find yourself in that kind of situation, but you find yourself home at night now that you're winding down, the evening is done. You can now deal with what your your mind is now yours to think about the things that you maybe your problems or your or your hopes or your dreams. But usually it's the problems that, that will cause us to feel stressful. But what if you find that that's the time uh, the, of the evening, it happens to be that time. Like for me, it's in the nighttime. It's like when I finally am able to, um, you know, the phones are no longer, uh, you know, ringing, or at least I don't have to answer them. <laughs> um, you know, all of my emails are returned, at least the ones I've, I'm, I've cut my limit to. And I'm just sitting down to watch television and shut down as my way of, you know, cutting down, shutting down my my mind, that's when I find myself thinking about, hmm, what can I eat? No, I can't have that. I can't have this. And it's it's really, it's a battle. So I understand this topic is something I'm living, experiencing at, at this very moment in my life. And that's why I think it's a very, very important topic to, to cover. So really, it's, 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 an, it's about what you're willing to do. And a lot of people listening to this may go, you know, it's just too hard. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. And some of you, like the lady I talked to earlier today, who was in a, in a great deal of that, that this triggered a great deal of pain, may take some of the tips we're talking about today and do something with them. So there's some, there's some, you know, short little fixes that I kind of found that were very interesting. And this one I have not tried. But it, it seems to have it's some interest. One of them was um, actually sipping black tea. It said uh, a study in the Journal of uh, Psychopharmaceuticals found that uh, on a study that drinking black tea, um, ex- people who drank black tea experienced a 47% drop in their cortisol levels, um, which is the hormone we just talked about that causes great deal of stress. So under stress, maybe there's a reason why the British drink a lot of tea <laughs> um, and, and seem to be uh, more even keeled than, than, than we Americans at the time. And this may be one of the reasons why, um, you know, actually taking time to breathe or to quietly meditate. And this is something I, I did a, a video series called, uh, I think, 10 Tips to, um, uh, I think, um, 10 Stress Busters. 
And a lot of it had to do really with breathing and, 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 and taking, actually taking a moment to be conscious. And that's what you know, breathing or meditation is all about. Now, you may think to yourself, okay, I'm craving a candy bar and I'd rather just have the candy bar. Um, but this is really about getting you to the next moment or the next day where you can go, hey, you know what? I survived sabotaging my protocol. I didn't stall my weight out and gain weight. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not beating the crap out of myself now because of the choices I made, because I made more powerful choices. And one thing I have to really, really stress, that the more you do this on a daily basis, the more you practice it, and, and the better you get at it, it becomes very empowering. Um, you, you start to realize that you know you're not. It's not about being out of control. That you're not a person that's constantly out of control or has no willpower. It's really you realize that you do have the power of choice. Um, you know, one suggestion is actually that you know take a, take take your shoes off and rub your own feet while you're while you're while you're thinking about something something to eat. Now, some of these things may seem really silly. But uh, on the essence, you really have nothing to lose by trying them. One of the things that I do, which, just sounds, which every time I do it, I feel silly, and it kind of makes me smile. But it also, there also is some scientific proof that it does um, you know, curb, uh, curb uh, food cravings and even your hunger is I do air squats. And literally, I just I'll, I'll take thirty seconds to do you know squats up and down in uh, in my kitchen or in my living room, or, and I really feel kind of silly every time I do it. I feel if I'm not working out and doing squats and I'm just doing these air squats, but it's I kind of feel silly. A smile comes on my face, but it actually does work and it works for me. And I, my thing is, you know, my whole game when I'm on the, when I'm on protocol, I do whatever I can to get the very best results I can get because I want to get through it and I want it to be done and I want to be able, I want to get the results I want. I don't want to drag it out. I don't want to have days where I'm backtracking. So it's I'm really really um, um, present while I'm on protocol, and and I'll talk a little bit about that later after we cover this topic. Um, so yes, and it's about being aware. You know, we talked. I talked. I mentioned earlier in the conversation is about knowing the difference between physical hunger and, and, and emotional hunger or stress hunger, and knowing when you're under stress and, and and when you're not. And some people may think that's a really easy thing to determine. I probably have one of the lowest barometers of stress. Um, that I know of, which I mean is that I I have a lot of stress, but I don't know when I'm under stress. Um, and usually, you know, I would, I have normal stressful you know, stressful events where I can get a, I can tell the difference, the shift in my body chemistry. You know, you have you, you get that feeling in your stomach where you just kind of you, your, your brain starts to worry about certain things. That kind of stress is notice, noticeable, but there are little things that that come and go on a daily basis. Um, it could be an upset customer. It could be, you know, a, a dramatic email from a, from a person that's really in a, in a, in a dark place and, and trying to figure out a way to help them. It could be a number of things. But I have when I have a low barometer, I don't know. Um, and one of the things that's kind of interesting with me, it actually manifests itself in a physical way. Um, and, and, and I start coughing. I start having this dry cough. And immediately... Jamie will tell me, she goes, you know, you're really stressed out right now. Are you aware of that? Because I don't need, actually, the cough is kind of there, and it's kind of, but it's going on for usually several hours, if not a couple of days. Um, and she'll go, you know, do you realize you're really under a lot of stress? And that's when I have to kind of go, oh, yeah, you know, you're right. And then I will do something like, 
meditate, you know, a couple more times throughout the day or run or do something, you know, work out or do something that, that will actually alleviate that. So it's actually being aware of what's going on with you and what kind of triggers that are setting you off is really, really important. And I know some of you might be going, yeah, 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 yeah. But really, it's um, this is a really big problem. And it's and, and, and it's a big enough problem where I, I got to say that I, that I would say that a very high percentage of people that usually end up um, quitting the protocol or it fails them, they fail it, whatever, however you want to identify it, usually have had some sort of emotional break with something going on in their life. They made choices to go ahead and, and succumb to their food cravings. They they succumb the, the one moment and then all of a sudden they kind of go, I've already screwed it up now, I might as well just go full force. And then they take a three-day binge and instead of kind of going, okay, well now I really messed up, they may they may go back on protocol for a couple of days, expecting their body to go, okay, well you, you I, I'm you're I'm, you're doing good now, so let me go ahead and reward you with weight loss, and don't realize that of of all the weight loss protocols out there, this is probably the least forgiving when it comes to dietary indiscretions. It may take your body four or five days for before it actually detoxes again and starts losing weight. And usually within that three to five days that it takes for them to start losing weight again, they pretty much think that they pretty much at that point, it's not working for them anymore. It's fr they're frustrated and they quit and um, end up gaining back whatever losses they had, gaining back even more weight, and then find themselves coming back to the table once their pain threshold has risen to a point where they no longer can look at themselves in the mirror, and then they come back and try it again. So some of the information in this, this one conversation that we're having right here may um, stop you from doing that. And to me, that, that, that in itself is, is worth the, the price of admission, if you will. Um, because that happens, I hear it all the time. It happens all the time that people mess up on the protocol, and instead of going back on it, um, they they end up just leaving or quitting. So let's talk about um, some other things we can do, some other tips we can do to kind of get you focused or get you conscious or present, and then we'll open up the lines. Um, we are talking about learning, learning different between you know, emotional and physical hunger, um, but also eating mindlessly. You know, I have the twenty minute rule that any major meal I'm eating, and even with my snacks, I try and drag them out. Even if it's a protein shake, um, I try to drag out the, you know, the meal for more than 20 minutes. And that's because it takes 20 minutes for your brain to register that you actually are full. And so if you're wolfing down your, your meals um, and finishing them in, in 10 or 15 minutes and then, you know, moving on to something else, by the time you're walking around and you're, you're, your body actually recognize that you actually just had a meal and that you're full, you're looking for something else to put into your body to, to fill that void. So by taking that 20-minute rule, by making sure you take at least 20 minutes to slowly eat your food, to enjoy the process, um, it's going to make a huge difference in you actually having noticing the difference between being physically full and then having to be able to actually being able to transmit that communication to your brain, going, okay, well, I know you're thinking about picking up something else to eat, but really, are you are you really hungry? And you, if you answer, ask yourself, the, you know, the legitimate question, you realize that no, you're not. That this is something else going on, other than um, real hunger. That this is your your emotions um, or your stress level trying to fix a problem. 
and then you can find a better solution to fix that problem. Um, everyone has their own way, their own way of, of, of dealing with solutions. But I got to tell you that whenever you have to stop to write something down, it literally changes the energy that you're feeling, and it shifts the emotions that are going on. Because when you have to actually identify what's going on with you, you know, what, you know, I always say like, you know, how are you feeling right now? And and we kind of go, are you mad, sad, glad, or afraid? And that actually puts an identity to the emotion that you're feeling. And when you actually understand what's going on with you, then you can actually dissect it a little bit further. So think about it. If you're mad, you're angry, angry. So what are you angry at, yourself or something else or somebody else? And you start thinking about what that whole process feels like. You actually are giving yourself permission to be angry. And I think one of the problems, the biggest problems we have with dealing with our emotions is that as children, we were not really, in most, I don't know if you grew up in my, in my world, in my, my kind of era, you know, kids weren't allowed to really have emotions. You know, this, you know, you have, your parents say, you know, you're crying, I'll give you something to cry about, you better stop that crying. Or don't you dare cry. And I think we've, we've literally, you know, I'll speak for myself. I think that my parents, the way that they, they were taught to, to bring us kids into the world, they really stifled our emotions. And, 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 and therefore, especially being a man, we, we're learned to, to basically keep our emotions to ourselves and, and stuff our emotions. So as a society, we already have been kind of trained, a lot of us, um, to not really deal with our emotions in the first place. So if you know that you're mad, sad, glad, or afraid, it actually allows you to identify the emotion and it makes more sense. And now it's not something, a knee-jerk reaction for you to go and try and numb out the emotion or kill off the emotion. It's actually um, embracing the emotion. Um, and it makes a huge difference. You know, knowing if you were afraid, because fear, I mean, come on, how, we do so many things based on fear um, in our lives that is is ridiculous and most every decision that we make out of fear in my in my personal experience in life has always been this uh, a decision that never served that did not serve me um usually the most loving loving um the things the decisions and choices i make out of love for myself or for my family um always seem to be the or for my friends or whoever always seem to be the best choice than 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 the one made out of fear and so for me, being able to identify what's going on with me, um, I can say, okay, well, you know, now I, I, do, I go to my logical mind. I go, well, you know, fear is false evidence that appears real. So it's not really, is this really real? So, you know, are you, you know, really losing money today? And then you break it down, and I'm giving an example. You break it down and you say, well, you know, really, no, you didn't make, okay, you, you actually made money today. You didn't lose any money. So it wasn't as much as you made yesterday, but did you really lose money? No, you didn't. Okay, well, that's, now it's kind of ridiculous for me to worry about that. But if I didn't go through that process, I would just stay in a state of fear or anger or, or being mad and being glad. I mean, sometimes we eat out of, eat and, and we have been taught to celebrate. You know, come on, let's go out and celebrate and have a drink. Or let's go out and celebrate and, and get some dessert. You know, that is another behavior that we have attached to food. And, and, and a lot of us have done that throughout our lives, and it's just a knee-jerk reaction. So by identifying your emotions, uh, I think it will, give you, it will help you determine, number one, if the, if the emotion you're feeling is, is indeed real, which means hunger or cravings, what have you, that are, that are insatiable, that you, can't, you, can't, you, know, you can't, can't seem to get around, or is it really something else? Um, you know, you know, don't eat in bed or don't eat on the couch. And this is this is something for me that has made a huge difference in my ability to be really successful on this journey of the protocol um, to date. Uh, I am, you know, Jenny and I, we watch a lot of TV shows that we like 
we don't like the same, and there's shows we that, that she doesn't care that I watch, and she watches some shows that I don't care that I don't care, care for. So I usually spend the first couple you know hours of, of my shutdown time watching you know TiVo, you know playing back something that I want to watch, and I usually would either you know I would stay and watch TV for you know several hours, and and, I, and my my family room was right next to my kitchen. So for me, if I'm off protocol, I'd be getting up and getting some peanut butter. I'd be getting up and getting a handful of nuts. I'd be getting up and getting some fruit. I'd be, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly getting up and getting something. Um, so I knew that if I stayed in the family room watching TV, you know, past a certain hour, that it would open up huge opportunities because I'm there by myself. Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to see me. It's not like I, you know, it's not like I could pretty much get away with it. And think about the conversations I'm having with myself. Well, I can get away with it. Nobody's going to know. But I know that I'm not going to get the results that I, that I want. So I eventually turn off TV upstairs and I go downstairs and then we watch together in the bedroom, you know, whatever, whatever shows we watch together and we go to sleep. But by me being downstairs away from the kitchen and having to actually physically get out of bed and go up the stairs and all the way into the kitchen um, will deter me from, you know, thinking that I'm really hungry about and I'm really not and actually just chewing my gum and, and watch TV and going to bed. That shift in my personal life has made a huge difference for me not having these little late, late night, you know, you know, snacks, what have you. And I can give myself all kinds of argument how I can get away with it because I exercise. I ran three, four miles today. I burned a thousand calories. I can get away with it. But ultimately, it's not going to give me the results because if I'm putting something in my body, especially late at night, <clears throat> my body's got to process it and it's going to be more calories than I can take in. So one of the things is that, you know, eating in front of the television, eating, eating, you know, I, so I eat. And, so, and also one of the things we've had to do since we had a new, a new puppy in the house, that eating on the couch, I mean, she's now getting bigger. And so she can literally just, she's up in your grill. I mean, she's on the couch sniffing, waiting for you to give her something. And it's annoying trying to eat. So now we eat at the, we eat at the um, dining room table or the, our kitchen table, which is set really high off the ground. And the dog can't access the table, but also gives us a, a place where we can actually eat our meal, enjoy it, and not get lost in the comfort of laying on the couch and watching television. So these look at your own environment and see what things you can do to shift um, the way you're currently you know, dealing with these type of issues and see if it can make it easier for yourself. Um, let's see. Looking for um, connections between events through the day and, and craving. I mean, identifying what sets you off can be hugely powerful in making different choices. Because, like, you have to remember that a lot of these choices are subconscious or unconscious choices. And by you being conscious or be identifying and wearing them and uh, being aware of them, you actually can you actually can plan to get you know a different way to get around them. So if you know. Like I kind of mentioned earlier, if you know that um, you know you know being alone at upstairs, you know in, in your family room next to your kitchen is is going to be could be a problem. Then put yourself in a position where you're with somebody else or you're, you're in another part of the room, like I do. Um, if you know that uh, you know you know getting up in the morning, getting the kids ready to school, and having to drop them off and running late is going to be a stressor then plan to get up a few minutes early to alleviate that stress. You know it happens all the time, so do something to break the habit. There's always there's something in your life, in everyone's life, that you do repeatedly that causes stress in your life. And for whatever reason, we don't shift. And knowing that it causes stress, I know for a fact that if I am late getting to an event or getting to someone's house or getting to meeting people, um, 
I'm stressing the entire way. I'm causing myself stress by being late. That why I'm constantly saying, let's go, let's leave a half hour earlier because I hate rushing to go someplace. Um, I hate rushing to get dressed, to go out. I mean, so it's like if someone has a deadline to go be there at a certain time, I'm getting ready an hour ahead of time because I change clothes 14 times before I walk out of the house anyway. So I want to give myself time. Otherwise, I'm going to cause myself stress. Um, promising deadlines and, then, and, and, and not giving myself enough time to actually meet those deadlines cause me stress. So anything that I can recognize that causes me stress and shifting in my behavior to minimize that stress is going to eliminate my need to fill that void with food. And it, and it, it, it sounds simple, and, it, and to some people it may sound simple, to some people it may sound complicated, but when you really analyze what you can do to um, – shifts subtle behaviors in your life and subtle habits in your life to make it easier for yourself. You find out it's really, it is really ridiculous and you're just choosing not to do it out of laziness. Um, and that's why I say the pain factor is going to be really, really important. If, you know, how, how much this is affecting your life right now. And at some point, this topic is going to affect someone's life um, who's listening to this. It may not be affecting you now and you'll at least have some thoughts on how to deal with it. So I think that's pretty much my, I think I have some more Probably some more tips for you. I got some from other experts out there. I think that's pretty much it. So we kind of know what what causes the the emotional eating, the emotions. And you know, I started off the conversation about the, the goal is in most cases for people, for us, when we're trying to um, find something to eat in order to camouflage what we're feeling, that. In essence, if we just spent more time feeling what we're feeling um, and processing it, we would be better off. And that really the the goal of trying not to feel is what's causing more of the problem than the goal is to feel. And when you really break those feelings down and you kind of put a identity on them, mad, sad, glad, um, or afraid, it, I believe it will help you identify if it's really real um, or not. And I, I gotta tell you that the majority of the time, every almost every time, it is every time I'm stressed out about something, and it's usually worry, worrying about something which has which does nothing um, for the actual um, dealing with the whatever it is that you're worried about. Um, it, it, you find out that really it, that the worry doesn't do anything. Only solutions change you know, change the outcome and that worrying about it really doesn't, you know, um, and as parents, we worry about our kids if they're out late and yet we're worried, but that doesn't really protect them from, from them walking through that door or not walking through that door. So one of the things, if you're, if you're on this protocol, you're going to start this protocol. I really want you to, to know ahead of time that it seems to be an uncanny um, joke that the universe plays on us. But whenever you tell the universe that you're going to do something and that you're going to shift some, some behavior in your life, um, in most, almost on every occasion, the universe will go, really? Let's see. And it'll throw something in front of you to see how you deal with it. I mean, I, we were laughing about this topic because when I got the email about it, I, I laughed about it because it's been, we've been say nine days now. So I think this is the beginning of nine, day nine, or this is now, well, almost the end of day nine. And I think I had three, I had like three major um, hiccups in our, in our life that, that would th threw the stress, the, the stress bars up. I mean, the, you know, everything, the, the alarms went off, if you will. <laughs> and, um, 
you know, we sat and laughed about it yesterday. We said, you know what? You think about it. We here we are, you know. I'm doing this this protocol, and uh, and I'm tweeting about it. I'm 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 telling everybody about my daily losses, gains, and stalls. I mean, I'm just being very very exposed, and I really, you know. I don't really need any hiccups in my life. And all of a sudden I get just one after the other hit. And, uh, and we had to laugh about it because that just, I said, you know, the universe is testing, testing my resolve. And, um, that's okay because I'm aware of it. And if I wasn't aware of it, if I wasn't aware, if I wasn't expecting things like this to happen and, and at least having a game plan, how I was going to deal with them, um, I probably would have had some major problems with my, with my week. Um, if I had to really deal with, cause I mean, I, I tell you that, you know, when you have, you have you know something with your finances, your car, or your house, or your kid, or whatever the case may be. It can actually you know give you concerns, and 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 it's like you know, I had one of my one of my um, credit card processing companies said, you know what, we're not going to deal with your product you're dealing with right now. And they said, we're, you know, we're bugging out. I'm like, okay, that's nice. And that was kind of took me by surprise, but I was okay because I've always gave, gave myself, I always have backup plans and and other processors, what have you, but. It could have been a major. It could have, that could have been a major blow to our business. You know, it. You know, we had a couple other things that that um, I had a. I had my car got someone uh, backed into my car a couple weeks ago, but it's been in the shop now for a few weeks. And the and the and the the, uh, the other girls' insurance had a rental car, so they gave me a rental car. And then I got a call from the rental car company. I've had the car for like three weeks, telling me that the um, the insurance company wasn't paying for the rental car. I'm like, well, are you kidding? I wouldn't have had it. I wouldn't have a credit card if you weren't going to pay for it. Now that was just a moment that I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, that's like, I don't want to pay for this thing. And you figure three weeks that was like, I don't know, that was like a thousand dollars or something like that. And I was like, you know what? That's a thousand dollars that I shouldn't have to pay. Well, anyway, I got into this whole tizzy about it in my mind for a few minutes anyway. And then I kind of let, okay, I let it go. And then I literally, after as soon as I let it go, within five or six minutes, the guy called back and said, you know, I'm sorry, we made a mistake. Um, they were just. They said the first couple of days were there was something with the first couple of days, but now they're covering it. Um, you know that could have you know set me into a tailspin if I allowed it to. So I mean things are going to happen. Shit is going to happen, especially when you make a commitment. To, even if you make a commitment today to go look, you know what I'm going to deal with my emotional eating. Um, don't be surprised if something caught something that 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 is emotional happens in your life. Don't be surprised if you suddenly get in an argument with your wife or your spouse or your significant other. Don't, don't get be surprised you, you know if your kid comes home with a you know a you know a, a notice that he got reprimanded in school. Whatever whatever it could be. Don't don't be surprised if you you know your your boss tells you to work you know extra hours. You know something can throw up a, throw up a smoke screen. And as long as you know it's possible, it's going to happen, and that you have a game plan to deal with it, um, it'll be okay. That this stress eating thing can make or break this protocol. Um, it 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 can make any it can make or break any protocol. But right now we're talking about VHC diet protocol because the reason why I'm talking about HCG and HCG body for life and dealing with it here because it really is about it really kind of puts a, a microscope on emotional eating because really if you're doing if you're under the right protocol and everything is done being done right and you got the right substance in you and the right dose and you're doing what you're supposed to do hunger really isn't the physical hunger really isn't an issue for 99 percent of the people therefore any kind of uh cravings or or or, or, or hunger issues you're having in most cases is going to be an emotional emotional thing going on and 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 having to deal with it i have some friends of ours that are on the protocol that they were visiting us from out of town and um you know, when she was here talking about the program, we were talking about, hey, I was going to do this protocol. This, hey, we're going to do it too. You know, we'll all do it together at the same time. And um, 
you know, she had done the protocol before and, and, and gained some of the, and gained actually most of the weight back. And while she was here, she just broke down the tears and said, you know, that was one of the things I didn't want to come. And, and, and I didn't want to come and visit you guys being the same weight that I was, you know, by, you know, still being heavy, heavy gain the weight back. And, and, and that, that pain came up and, and, and I was like, you know what, that pain that you have right now is going to be the difference between you succeeding and you failing. As long as you can remember this very moment, I said, it didn't matter to us what size, what size uh, she was. The point is that that was something that to her caused her a great deal of pain and being able to harness that and, 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 and understand and actually use those feelings and emotions to your advantage can be huge. And, and she's doing phenomenal on the, on the protocol. Um, and, and, and I hope every day keeps doing that. It keeps going that way. And, and, and obviously, you know, the, the one big secret I try to get, I try to bring home to everyone and I'm, and I'm going to keep pressing this secret over and over again, because literally success, your success in reaching your weight loss goals, regardless of how you're going about it, is done one day at a time. It's literally done in the present. And it's not about yesterday. It's not about how many how many rounds in the past you've done, if, if you failed and succeeded or gained the weight back. It's about what you're doing today because that's the only thing you have any power over is the present moment and the present time. And this, that's why even with shoot, making choices, if you're going to – uh, succumb to your stress and emotional eating or not can only be um, can only be accomplished in the present. It cannot be done in the past. And so, if you are one of those people that have a habit of talking about how you are or how you've always been, and you're, you know, I'm always a snacker. I've always been a snacker. I've always been a cheater. Always been a this. Always been a that. Change that conversation because that doesn't apply to you today. You know, that, whatever you did. An hour from now, hour ago, really you cannot do over. The only thing you can, the only thing you control is right now. So changing your conversation, you know, making a choice um, to shift in your life, and, and and I use the word choice versus decision. You know, when you decide you decide to do something, you basically eliminate all the other options and you take whatever's left on the table. When you choose to do something, you actually don't even you're not even giving credit to any of the other options. You're just saying, This is what I'm going to do and this is what I want. And choice can be powerful. It can be it can be powerfully to to your advantage or powerfully used to your disadvantage. But whichever choice you make, just own it, take responsibility for it and move on. And the last thing I want to say before I open the lines up is wherever you are on this journey and whatever choices you make today and whatever shows up tomorrow as a consequence of your choice, regardless if that is you ate all the food you're supposed to eat and all the, the right portions and drank all the water and did your exercises and you had what was considered your perfect day or you had a complete emotional meltdown and you ate 17 Snickers bars, whatever the case may be, tomorrow is a do-over. You just get back on track you you eat clean again, and you just have to understand that this is a relationship between you and your body. Your body lost a little trust in you because you chose to give it something that it's been trying to detox from for several days or several weeks. And now it's going to take that time to push that stuff out of the system again, and it's going to take a few days for it to believe that you're actually going to consistently give it the healthy, nutritious foods that you've been giving it prior to that that mishap. So think of it as a relationship with another person that you know and love, and that if that person did something to disappoint you or to hurt your feelings or have you lose trust in them, it would be a natural response for you to take a little bit of 
distance and kind of go, okay, I'm going to ease my way back into this because of how I'm feeling. Uh, ultimately, you either choose to let go and, and move on, but the point is it does take some time. So if, in fact, you do have a dietary error that, that gives you a consequence that is not a favorable one, please, please do yourself a favor and just get back on the saddle, get back on protocol, give yourself, if it takes three, four, five days for your for that consistency, to, to for, that, for your body to detox those chemicals and sugars out of your body again and start losing again, don't give up the fight in those three or four or five days. Just take responsibility. You know what? You lost five days from making a dietary error. And that's all it is. It's just information and get back on the track. I hate to see people, uh, it just hurts me to see people, you know, say I was down you know, on it 37 days and lost 35 pounds and then I had a mishap, went to a wedding and I blew it and then I just kind of gave up and now I gained all the 37 pounds back. That did not have to happen um, if you just realize that, you know what, today, yesterday is yesterday, but today is today and all you can control is today. And with that, uh, I'm going to open up the lines. got a lot of people got their hands up. If you want to have a comment or question regarding this topic, um, just please press 1 that puts your hand up and then basically state your name, what you're calling for, and then add whatever you want to add to the conversation. Try and be brief. Um, we only have we have about 40 minutes, and you know we, we always run out of time to talk to, to hear everybody. This is a really full call. So um, this is not the time for your story. Uh, and what I mean by that, I care about how, where you got to where you got, but if you keep it brief um, and to the point, and that way we can try and re get everybody in. And if we have plenty of time left over, then we can open it up. Because like I said, um, either tomorrow or Friday, I think we're going to have our first relapse and recovery um, um, call series where that's the time where if you if you get the stage, if you're one of the 15, let me break that down real quick before we go to open line. Basically, we have that work group that's called Relapse and Recovery where I'm going to send out an email inviting people into the conversation. The system, if I understand how this works, and I'm going to test it um, probably tomorrow morning real quick, but how it works is that there's 15 people that are allowed to be live, which means that their camera, if you have a computer and your camera and your face, you know, your your um, Skype or whatever it is you're using, your camera and your computer, 15 people can actually be live where everybody's everybody's attached to the conversation with a live video stream. And then I believe everyone else um, can be in the chat room conversation, but they won't be able to be live. So if you're the first 15 people um, in the in the in the meeting, if you will, then you'll have an opportunity to to tell your story, share what's going on with you, and then everybody can have a conversation about it. And then hopefully I'll have Jamie moder mod doing the, being the moderator for the comments going through in the conversation room. So if there's questions there, we can answer those questions. Um, while we're having the conversation with the 15 people. it's I've never done it before. I've used the software before, but only had 15 people. I never had other people um, behind the, on, on, the, on the conversation as well. So this is going to be new. I think it's going to be kind of cool if I get it to work the way my brain thinks it's going to work. Um, but we may have to have some trial and error. But the goal is basically is to, to create a safe 
space for people that have gone through this protocol that have gained the you know lost weight, gained the weight back, or, and are struggling to kind of get back on track and need a place where they can actually deal with like-minded people that are on the same journey, going towards the same type of goal, and um, and being able to express some of these emotions that may be causing the stress in your life to allow you to, that that that's triggering some of these stress eating. So hope all that makes sense, and then I'll elaborate more um, in a video and uh, link uh, in the email. All right, so first caller is going to be on the air. Um, you're from 843-245. You're on the air. 843-245 is your prefix. Hello? Hello. Colin, how you doing? Good. All right. Um, I emailed you about... Uh, you know, this call, and uh, the first time I started the protocol um, back here, I think in the summertime, and uh didn't have a problem um, as far as, um, you know, staying with the uh, the, the, the the eating and, and, and the different type of foods we are to eat. But then I started, uh, I started classes as far as college classes that um, was a little more difficult than 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 my previous classes and uh and you know I, I live a pretty uh, I guess sh- I guess disciplined uh life when it comes to uh you know I don't do a lot of things for entertainment um I pretty much work uh work um, school um study um so it's pretty I guess boring I guess you know I, I do martial arts and stuff like that so I mean that's that's one thing I do for enjoyment but uh started noticing um, you know it it's almost like my 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 will kinda like just just uh i guess went down like i i guess my will to resist kinda kind of went down when when school stress and 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 you know a couple other different things in my life was was going on and uh then I started turning to, you know, um, using, uh, you know, good-tasting foods for that emotional comfort. You know what I mean? And then, you know, one thing led to another, you know, day in, day out, doing it became a habit. And now it's it's like, man, you know, it's only been a couple of months, but it's like this is real. Like like when I, when I really crave something, it's like, okay, no, I may not be like hungry, hungry, right? But it's like that craving is, is strong. But see, the the thing that 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 beats me is, you know, I can do I can do the protocol for one day and I can lose six pounds in a day. So mm-hmm. it's like I, I'm I'm like slapping myself like up and down. Like if I really get this under control, like my results can be, you know, I'll be proud of my results. Right. And. I, I feel where you're coming from. So, did yeah. you? Uh, in other words, yeah, you did email me about this, and I thank you, thank you for that. And and I, you, I can, I can, I hear the frustration in your voice going. You know, it doesn't make sense. Here, I know I have something that gives me results. I'm getting results, but yet I'm in the state of sabotage that I don't understand what's yeah. going on. Yeah. And it's and it is about, um, it is about managing your stress. Um, mm-hmm. a, have you done or tried any of the things we talked about prior to even hearing about this stuff? Have you tried any of these things? Do you meditate? Do you? I mean, you have your martial arts, which is, a, which is a form of meditation within itself. But what are you? Are you doing any implementing any tools 
to help you deal with the craving, or are you just throwing it up the, up your hands and going, okay, I'm just going to have what I'm going to have? Well, um, I, I, I guess, you know, you, you're talking about, I guess, years of, you know, as far as uh, putting a, a limit or a cap on my, like, social life and um, being being isolated to a form where it's, it's about, uh, you know, recovering from setbacks. You know, right. and uh and, 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 and my mind is focused on okay, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. So I, I I've eliminated a lot of uh I guess pleasure pleasure things, even with like relationships and all this stuff. Like I, I force myself not to really get into a relationship because I feel like it'll be a, a distraction as you know, okay. as I'm trying to better myself. So it's like okay, the I only it. thing time that out, I come out, come out, come out, come out. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do something here because I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get you to focus on a choice or a solution versus a problem. Because and like I said, remember I said we're we're gonna have a call where we, you can actually talk about the feelings that are going on with you. But, <laughs> okay. but I want to make sure I have time for everybody else. Right. Of any one thing that you heard about today in the even, in the show, any one um, tip, trick, or what have you that you could implement today, which one would you do? If you're remembering. Um, oh, I do. I do. Um, actually, feeling that, uh, feeling the pain, like feeling the the feeling the cravings out. You know what I mean? And like riding it to 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 see if it's uh, to wait and, until it like subsides because I, you know, it's like an impulse. You know what I mean? And, and I got typically it. Yeah, time out. Time out, time out. Okay. okay, so let's 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 isolate a little bit more. Um okay. when you're in okay, let me ask you, when you're having your cravings, what have you, are you happy, mad, sad, glad, or afraid? Um typically I'm 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 either frustrated or I'm I'm tired or I'm 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 uh Okay, let's stick with I'm, I'm on yeah. Let's take frustrated. Frustrated is still mad. Frustrated is frustrated is anger. Okay, so take we we identify this anger. So you got some anger. You got some anger going on about whatever your frustration, anger, and that could be about a number of the things: the isolation, the the light, you know, being able, you know, kind of the things, the sacrifices you're doing right now in your life to get where you got to go. But okay, let's identify that your anger. Now, do you? Are you willing to do this so we can at least give you an uh, action step, and then you and I can talk after, you can email me after this, or we can call me after this, and we can figure out accountability for your action steps. Are you willing to identify, number one, what, what you're feeling at the time of the cravings, write down what emotions are going on with you exactly as far as what are you actually, when you actually, instead of sitting there telling me what you're mad about or frustrated about, are you willing to write down what exactly is going on with you in that moment, and so you can actually find out what feelings you're actually trying to mask and which ones you aren't. Are you willing to do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So let's just make it let's do an action step right now. This is the action step. You're going to take that. You're going to – you've already identified that you're feeling – most of the time you're feeling frustrated when you're trying – when you want to eat something. And we're not talking about you having to deal with not eating the stuff, okay? I'm not – we're not talking about – right now, I think the, the biggest – the asset you can make yourself is identifying, identifying the feelings, writing it down. If you eat the stuff or not, doesn't really matter. It's about you going through the action step of at least identifying your feelings and writing down your feelings. Are you willing to do that? Yes. 
Are you willing to report back to me via either phone or email tomorrow or the next day on, on how that's going? Yes. This is Ty, right? Yes. Ty? yes. Okay, Ty. Yes. Um, all right, Ty. So that's what we're going to do, and we're going to we're going to move on to another call. But that's that's the action that we're going to do, and this this is about you and your integrity with yourself. So I should expect an email or a phone call from you saying that this is what I was feeling, this is what I wrote down, this is what, this is what happened, and give me kind of a let me know if it, if you, if you end up eating the food, not eating the food, if you succumb to the payments or not. But the point is, is just doing the action step, and you're going to either email me or call me tomorrow or the next day and, and talk to me about that. Correct. Okay, correct. All right, so you have thousands of people that heard you say that. I mean, there may be only 100 here, but there's going to be thousands that listen to this from, from, for afterwards. <laughs> so just so you know, right. you, you got your credibility right. on the line. All right, brother? Okay, thanks. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. All right. All right, next, Carla. I mean, that's power, powerful stuff, but I, I know I have to kind of take care of everybody here. 415 <laughs> Hi, Colin. This is Kimberly from San Francisco. I can't believe I'm talking to you. Hey, Kimberly. How are you? I'm super good. I just wanted to share with you a few things that worked for me as far as the emotional eating. I used to turn around and say, you can't tell me not to eat that, to my super fit husband. And then I'd just wait till he left the room and go eat something fattening to spite him, but really I'm punishing myself. Now I make a fist, and I just make a fist, and I clench my fist. And I read in Women's Health Magazine yesterday, clenching your fist is the number one way to walk away from temptations. Wow. So I was uh, on the right track, you know, subconsciously. And I'll just I'll go for a run. I'll go lift weights. I'll go do yoga. I'll go meditate. I'll step out of the room and take a hot bath right. and give myself a gift of myself rather than sabotage myself. You know what? I deserve a present. I'm all that. So that's what I do now. That's awesome. I couldn't have said it better myself. Give myself a gift. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Love yourself through this thing. Good to go, girl. That's good. Love yourself. Yeah. Love yourself. So I just wanted to share that. Go on to the next caller and have Thank a blessed you. day. You too. You're Thank welcome. you. Bye-bye. Love it. Love it. All right. If you guys had answered, if you if I answered your if, we, if you've been on the line, press one on your phone so it takes your your hand down so I can see who's still alive here, who hasn't talked to. It's kind of hard. Uh, Five hundred two eight hundred two. You're on the air. Oh, you're on the air Hi. now. My name is Deborah. How are you? Hi, Deborah. Um, I started this diet a year ago, and I lost. Close to 50 pounds within the first uh, four or five months. I would take breaks in between the cycles. Right. And I've gained eight pounds in the past, like, six weeks, and I really freaked out, so I started again. Uh-huh. Um, I thought I had this whole thing licked because I kept a lot of the same structure of eating that I did when I was, you know, on the diet in terms of just having coffee for breakfast, fruit during the day, delaying lunch as long as possible, sticking with proteins, fruits, and vegetables, Mm -hmm. no um, pasta or bread or anything like that. And I really thought that this was a way that I would be able to eat for the rest of my life. But something happened. I don't know what happened in the past month and a half, but I started, like, having, you know, like, chips once in a while. or I don't know. I just feel like I kind of 
got lazy, but I caught myself. And so now it's I'm on the third day of the program. But I'm not as uh, strict as I was before. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. having raw milk in my coffee, which you're not supposed to have milk. I'm having raw honey in my coffee, which you're mm-hmm. eating much sugar. <laughs> I'm, um, I had um, barbecued um, chicken thighs for dinner. I did not take the skin off. And but I did walk for an hour and a half today. But I know that I mean I'm just not. I'm really frustrated because I really need to. Lo- I've but I've still lost three pounds the last three days. Right. Um. But I. I mean my body's really really wants to drop the weight. I really feel that. And well, let me I touch need, on that. I oh. I also need to lose another twenty. Okay, let me touch on that, what you're talking about, because what you're talking about, you say it was Deborah? Deborah's yeah. Name? Yeah, mm-hmm. Deborah. Um, what you're talking about is happens a lot um, to people that are going through this protocol for a second or third time around. It happened to me, um, so I know, I, I know what I'm talking about. Um, it's interesting that the first time that people do this protocol, number one, I think that the one thing that Dr. Simeons did and – Kevin Drew did very well, is put the fear of God in you that if you don't follow this protocol to the letter that you can really, really just, you really can just, you know, gain weight and mess it up. And and so the first time around, people seem to be very, very um, true to the protocol. And then the second time around, you now, psychologically, you know something works. It's like this, it's like, you know what, it's it's not, at the desperation level is not as, it's not at DEFCON 5 anymore it's kind of like a defcon 2 and so it's it gets all of a sudden it's like well let me play play around with it and see what i can get away with now i got to tell you that for me you know in the research in, under the research hat that i was wearing it allowed me to, to create hg body for life and 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 try to make the protocol a little bit more palatable but beyond that i've you know i'm always you know i've always tried all the little experiments i've done or little short protocols i've done Whenever I've really tried to see what I can get away with, it led me right back to the same place of frustration that um, many people find themselves in. And so I, have been, I finally have been convinced that really it, it is it is about you know it is about it, the strictness of it is 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 part of its um, success. It's actually a huge part of its success, and that you kind of have to kind of throw in the towel. <laughs> and realize that you know what that's that's when I kind of said that you know when I get on this thing I'm I'm really it's really about me um, trying to get the very best results I can get and getting through it and getting off because otherwise you you'll drag it out for days. Now, last thing I want to say is that that usually the first week of this protocol, when you are dancing outside the lines, you'll get away with it because your body's detoxing and and it's really our bodies really love. Lean protein, healthy vegetable, clean nutrition. It works really well on that. Once you start doing that, it's going to respond, even if you have some minor dietary errors thrown in there, like your honey and your milk and what have you. You hit day 10, it's going to freaking stop like a ton of bricks. It's just just going to literally like somebody slammed on the brakes, and all of a sudden, it's usually the real wall of frustration hits and you quit, um, or you end up 40 days days later realizing you only lost 12, 13 pounds. So, yeah. So, See, that's what I did the time before this. I cheated so much. I would have, 
like I, I would experiment, like you said, and I'd have like a tablespoon of organic peanut butter. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you said about stress eating, I'm going to pick up the tip and I'm going to start a food diary again, which I did the first time, which I'm not doing now. Right. But then to write down like what you're feeling because I'm a stress eater too. But it's, yes. it's mainly because I guess I got a little too confident or something. I don't oh, yeah. know. I, exactly. I think that I think you're nailing it on the head. And what, what I love about it is that you're very present, you're very conscious, and you're kind of talking, you're kind of listening to yourself as you speak. Going, I, have, I already have the answers to what I need to do. <laughs> but um, it is very true. We get very cocky because we got success out of it the first or second time around. And I can't tell you if I could tell if it, if it, if it's one time or a thousand times that someone has said I've done this protocol three times and I did exactly what I'm doing now and it's for some reason it's not working. Is it the eight CGs not? working and it's everything but the fact that when you dissect how they're going about the protocol they've been dancing outside the lines um for several several different rounds so guys if you want to make it make it simple and make it easy and get to your goal quickly um listen to what deborah's saying as far as see what she is doing and don't do it (laughs) because ultimately the cleaner you are about this protocol you'll you'll get it done in a shorter period of time you'll get results a lot better you'll be rewarded um uh, more frequently on the scale and in inches um with your measuring every week and it's a lot less frustrating so thank you for the input deborah did you have any specific question or you or you wanted to share that one more quick question. Yes. What is your opinion of having a glass of wine once a week? Um, my opinion is it all depends on who you are and how you are with your limitations. Because I can say, yeah, having a glass of wine, to be honest with you, if I had to be, tell you 100% honest truth, one glass of wine a week would not probably cause a problem at all with your weight loss, stalling, or anything else. The problem is is what happens, the same mental state of mind that happens with the cockiness and the arrogance from losing weight before. You have a glass of wine, nothing happens. You have two, nothing happens. And then two thirds of three, and all of a sudden, now you've stalled the process. Um, so my thing about when you, when you, if you have to have a great deal of willpower or, I wouldn't say willpower, you have a great deal of discipline um, if you say one, that one is all it's going to be, and you're that type of person. If you know you're the type of person that if, you, if I put a bag of cookies out in front of you and you only would have one or two and walk away, then that's that's great. If you're a person that would take three, four, and then come back for three, four more later because now you've awakened the beast, I would say do not do it. Okay. Makes sense? Makes sense. All right. Thank you so much. I really like your website. I've listened to you for a while. Thank you. Very, very helpful. Thank you, Deborah. Appreciate your your comment and questions, and that was very helpful as well for other people that listen to this. All right, next caller three four seven two two zero. You're on the air. And for those of you who have spoken, please press one on your phone. Put your hand down, please. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Hi, uh, caller. It's Valerie. Uh, I spoke to you um, Hi, a couple of a uh, couple of episodes of uh, um, prior. I think you'll remember me when I told you about the ketone sticks. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> All right. Um, I had started the uh, ATG diet then, and um, I did exact. You know, because I I'd done it previously before. I knew that it worked, and I thought I was mentally ready and prepared to do it again. This was like my third or fourth time preparing for it. So this time, I'm going to ask you the question of. I know you say that ATG works for everyone. This question is going to be maybe 
with this, with the amount of with what I'm going to tell you, huh? perhaps I might fall into the category of of those that should probably not do it, and okay. not for the reasons of you know it just doesn't work. It's just like maybe it's just like for me a different diet would probably be the best because this one is probably too much for me. Let me explain to you why. Okay. I started I started a diet. I prepared. Beyond, just like I told you, I kind of do too much. I I, I spent the, I order all the foods that I can possibly buy. I separate them by um um all in the hundred grams. I prepare mm-hmm. beyond preparing. I load to a point where I don't even. I think I overload for the two days just to make okay. sure. Like you know the two big tubs of um of uh, everybody's from uh, from from Cold Stone. <laughs> I get the picture. I, I get the picture. Yes, yeah. I'm telling you beyond. Okay, so okay. I do everything up until that point, prepare and know that for loading that much, I better do this correctly because all that's going to happen is if I don't do it correctly, I'm going to I'm going to gain all that just from, from the two days of loading because I think that's okay. really where the fear of loading comes from. So then one, two, three days, I'm upset. I'm angry. I stopped all the sugar from the amount of sugar that I eat because I consume so much sugar, uh-huh. and I'm, like, uh, pissed off. But then I start to see the results. So then that uh-huh. makes you start to feel better. But then when you start to see the, the, the results from that, you start to want to reward yourself a little bit because, like you said, with, like you said with the, uh, the cockiness, you say, you know what, um, I'm going to add a little bit of milk, but that's okay because I'm going to walk it off. Uh-huh. And then you do that. And then you do this, and then it turns into this humongous binge that comes out of nowhere like the monster from hell and then you're stuck with like oh my god i know what this is going to do and you're there with the fear um this okay, well, time tell, me around, why, tell me why you say it's, it's not for you other than here, your habits here's, your here's what it was here's what it was that up until that point it has been everybody's failure point like usually when people fail that tends to be how it goes mm-hmm. this time around i actually started reading up on stuff and thinking, oh, my God, I ate so much stuff. I actually ate a Burger King sandwich. I know that's going to be hell. That's going to just ruin the whole thing. I think I'm going to go throw it up. And okay. I th- and for for about about a week or a week and a half, I became a chronic bulimic, bulimic. taste. And okay. I used to, and I'm, I'm telling you, I grew up for a kind of Caribbean uh, uh, background. We used uh-huh. to make fun of people like this. Uh, we would like, what's wrong with these people? These are wasteful people, just the NRX. We would say so much mean things about these people, and then I turned into one where I was in the bathroom. I was, like, looking for reasons to go to the bathroom at my job to throw up. And I thought, maybe, I psychologically, this doesn't work for me just because of the amount of pressure behind it. Okay, well, time out. Time out. Time out. Okay. First of all, I, I want to correct one statement, that I don't say it works for everybody. But mm-hmm. I believe I believe that um, it'll work for almost everybody. Okay, so okay. No, I, there are some there are some people that won't. But everything you told me in your your conversation we just had here, there's nothing that you told me that leads me to believe that that it has anything to do with this protocol. It just that that's kind of like you say the pressure, like pressure is subjective. Like where are you where is the pressure from? Like what what pressure are we talking about? What, what where do you see the pressure? Well, because, you know, you know that, I, I think the fact that you know that you, if you cheat, you know that it's going to be damaging. You see the results of stalling, and then and then you do it anyway. I don't know if it's maybe more of a, just a psychological, like people who actually have the psychological 
backwards end of don't do what you're supposed to do and then do it, you right. know. Right. You know, and, and like I tell you, Colin, I you remember when I bought up the keto sticks, I bought up so many things that like I fentanyl and this and that and all these little, you know, tricks and like I purchased right. um all these like uh what is it, the shirataki noodles. Mm-hmm. Um I I I pretty much put in what's could have been amount of like a the cost of the H C G something about two hundred dollars down because of the you know the cost of the food and the and the H D. I probably put five hundred dollars in it. I got you. Okay. Time out. All the, the apple cider vinegar time and out, this time and time that. Out, time out. Time out. All right, so you are okay, let's let's just chat about this for a second. Because 'Cause I'm not here to change your mind. I mean I believe that I believe that whatever you believe to be true is the truth. So if you believe this not this doesn't work for you, then well, it's not going to work. It doesn't work to, for you. I need to know what needs to be done to fix my mindset because I just got off my menses now, and I want to start again because my package came with two, and I want okay. to try this all over again. But now more, I'm like maybe I'm just one of those overcompensators, but something is wrong that I need to fix now. Now after this, I've been like lifting heavy weights because I'm like, oh, the muscles will help me, you know, burn the weight. I'm like, I do so All much. All right, well, this is my recommendation. This is my recommendation. It's going to be okay. a real simple one. You know, you may not like the answer. Okay. Okay? All I right. think all that stuff you bought, all the stuff that you bought, all that stuff, and I'd put it, find a cabinet in your kitchen, and I'd put everything in there. And I wouldn't start this protocol or do any protocol until you're at a place where you – Already, because all I get from all the conversation we just had right now is that you are you are a preparer. You you actually thought that preparing yourself and and I mean I I commend you. I wish everyone was as um, committed to actually organizing, setting up their life to to actually prepare for this protocol. But the one thing that that looked like you missed about preparing for this protocol yeah. is just being ready. Is actually being ready for the change in your life. And I'm not talking about the diet change. I'm not talking about the I'm not talking about the, you know, eating a certain way and having restrictions. I'm talking about the the what's going to happen to you physically from being where you're at to being where you want to be. And and I found and this is my experience and my opinion, you can take it for as little or what it's worth, simply that success only comes to those who are ready to move. It's just like I always make this analogy between addicts and, um, you know, either beating addiction or being a victim of your addiction. And, you know, that's one thing you've heard over and over again that, you know what, either an addict has to be hit bottom or they have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired of being ready to be ready or being, mm-hmm. or being ready. I was, I, I've tried many a diet plan throughout my lifestyle, my lifetime, and all of them failed as far as I'm concerned, but I, in essence, I failed many of them as well. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that, that was divine intervention between my success and my even being here today was one solitary moment in my closet, getting ready for work and pulling my pants down to get put, put them on. And all of a sudden, out of 17, 18 suits that I could not get one pair that actually didn't make me feel like I had to hold my stomach in for the rest of the day, which was necessarily impossible to do. And I broke down into tears, and I surrendered. I said, you know what? I cannot fool myself anymore that this looks good, feels good, or works for me. And that was my moment. Everyone has their moment. Have you had that moment? Yes. Every time I think that I'm about to start, I feel so motivated. I feel so I'm ready. Out. I have I'm so out. many stop. reasons. Stop. I have so many stop. reasons to stop. start. Stop, stop, stop. 
I didn't talk about motivation. Motivation doesn't last. I'm not talking about motivation. I'm not talking about planning. I'm talking about have you had that moment where your eyes filled with tears and you looked at yourself in the mirror and you went, I cannot believe I'm doing this to myself. That moment, everyone knows what I'm talking about on this phone. Everyone who's ever had a moment knows exactly what I'm talking about. And the reason why you can't identify it, I believe you haven't had that moment. Had that moment. Okay. You haven't okay. had that moment, which is okay. Which, which, which the good news is, the good news is that you will have that moment. It'll that all you've been doing right now, and your frustration, and I feel bad for you. You've been trying to force yourself to do something that you're really not ready to do for whatever reason. It doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. I think that the best thing you could do is to love yourself enough okay. to just sit still and. Put everything away. It'll it'll last. The ACG is unmixed. It'll last there for a year. Don't worry about it. Okay. Until you, till till the universe hits you with that moment. And it doesn't have to be a bad moment. Like mine, the mine wasn't. I look at it. I play it back like it was. It was a horrible moment in that in its time. But mm-hmm. I look back on it. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. So I'm just saying that you will have that moment and stop beating the shit out of yourself and stop trying to bang your head and throwing up and going through all this crap when you're just simply not ready. And that's okay. And no one else can tell you you're ready. No one else can make you ready. You'll know when you're ready, and I, I promise you, it'll be the easiest thing you've ever done in your life. Okay. Can you do that? Yes, yes. I think it's going to be a lot easier and a lot less stressful for you than for you trying to fix this problem that, that's not ready to be fixed. That's my opinion. Okay. Well, how about, how about this? During the meantime of me waiting till I know the moment that I should start, Mm-hmm. The lifting heavy weights, the the trying to build muscle mass and not caring how much weight you gain from that, but like you know trying to build the muscle and stuff like that is that That's the way to go at the moment? Do whatever, like do healthy, whatever. Maybe you lose want. a few pounds naturally. Yes, do whatever you want to. Do. I'm saying do follow what you, what's easy for you. If going to the gym and lifting heavy weights and building muscle is 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 easy for you and you enjoy that, absolutely do it. If eating eating in a healthier pattern but not being tied to a strict diet, come on, diet and exercise works. I mean, it, it works. It may be a little okay. slower than some of us wanted wanted to believe, but it does work. But my thing is, the more muscle you build, and the more the, that once you decide to shed the fat from over that muscle, you're gonna look amazing. So muscles never cause the problem as far as that was the one thing that I did right. I was in the gym for years, but I couldn't get any definition because I couldn't get rid of the fat. But once the fat fell off of me, I didn't. The muscle was there. I was shocked. So you know, I believe, like I said, Michelangelo. Everyone's got a David inside them, and all okay. Michelangelo, he just chipped away the excess, and there was David. You have who you're supposed to be in you, and there'll be time for it to come out. And until then, let it ride. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. No, thank you. I think that was great. Thanks. All right, let me get, we've got 11 minutes. Uh, I know we're kind of taking a long time, but you know what? Hey, every moment in life is perfect, and these conversations are perfect. So the next one, I believe, if you, if you had your question answered, please put your press 1, put your hand down, because it's kind of hard to, they all look. I have two, three callers here. One has all ones, and I can't identify your, your thing, but I'm going to open you up, and hopefully you know who you are. So if you're using Skype or... Um, or anything like that 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 has all ones. Hi, you're, can you hear yeah. me? I'm Kelly, calling from Hi, New Kelly. York City. Hi, Hi Kelly. Hi. Um, I listened to your whole a bit about the hunger, and uh, I um, in January I did the protocol for 22 days, and I lost uh, 15 pounds and got down to 119 pounds, and um, I was 
consistently hungry, but I stuck with it. And I told my husband, even if I fainted on the floor, do not give me any food. Very, very focused. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what ended up happening is is the last few days is um, I I was so weak. I was actually found myself driving, and my son was in the back, and I pulled over to the clinic, the ATD clinic, and I said, "Um, I'm going to (laughs) faint. And they took my blood pressure. It was very, very low. And um, they said, we think you're a little hypoglycemic. Mm-hmm. And they gave me applesauce. And they said, um, we've never seen anything like this. And they, 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 I consistently came in and you know, lost you know, 15 pounds in 21 days. I, was, I did not deviate from this diet whatsoever. Right. Right. And, and they said, we've never seen anyone like you who comes in consistently hungry. And, um, and they said, you, you've got to go off this diet. You're, you're done. Because you know, you're 119 pounds, you're five four. Um, I think I should have been like I can I can I know I can be 115, 112 maybe even. And um, they just said you're you're done. <laughs> they said like, we've never seen anyone like you. What happened to me? Because I've tried this uh, subsequently again, and the same thing happened. Um, I'm, well, I'm 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 going to answer that question for you. Okay. That this protocol is not recommended for people that have low low body fat percentages. Um, this is a protocol that only works because it's accessing abnormal fat. My guess at 119 pounds, has anyone done your actual body fat percentage? Do you know your body fat percentage? Yeah, it's high. It's like 28%, but my BMI is 22, 23. Okay, but 22, 23 is not considered high. That's actually that's okay. considered it, fit. I, Yes. That's considered fit for a woman, but this is this is this is the thing that when you have what you're experiencing, it almost textbook, is someone who does not have enough fat reserve in order to get those extra calories from the your fat. So the 500 calories you're eating is not enough. It's basically starvation, and you are getting mm-hmm. the symptoms of starvation, which is dangerous. Right. Okay, and right. and. And so, really, the, the the thing is that the recommendation for you to stop was, I think, a great recommendation. Obviously, um, you're not supposed to feel that way. That's obviously something wrong. And and those are the symptoms that I experienced when I no longer when I hit basically seven percent body fat and I no longer was getting two thousand calories from my stored fat. It's just it's next to impossible to maintain that calorie intake. Um, if you look at yourself, do you see visible fat? Yes, on my stomach, definitely. Okay. Now, now, I'm, not, now I'm at one twenty three. And being a you know, and having body fat. You know, you can have a high higher level of body fat percentage just because your muscle mass to body fat percentage is low. But are you a fit person? Do you work out? Do you exercise or do you know? Yeah. yeah. You know? I can run a ten and a half minute mile, I'm fit. I I work out three to four times a week. Okay. So really I think that um the only way you could successfully finish this protocol is actually be running it doing it at eight hundred to a thousand calorie um thousand calories because of the fact that your body your the amount of fat you're that that you're able to access either too low or your loading was so ineffective that your body does they should just know where to drag get the fat from and that means it's really how long you been on the protocol this time you said um I went on it for seven days and then i I couldn't even raise my arms because i was so I was so weak now did you do the load days? I did. They, I did two low days. Yeah. With the ACG in your system, and you, mm-hmm. and yeah. you, did you gain weight on those low days? Uh, a pound and a half. Pound and a half. Huh. And then I quickly lost it. Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, yeah, and I, yeah, and I, 
dropped back down to 120, and now I'm back up to 123 again. So right. I mean, when was the, what? What is the, uh, real quick? And I want to have one more call. I want to get, but real quick, yep, what yep, was yep. The, what is the lowest? Um, what is the weight you you were at where you felt the best you ever felt? 116 pounds. 116 pounds. So we're talking about three pounds, right? Right, but I'm 123 uh, now. That's when I were you as athletic then as you are now? It was ten years ago, and yes. Okay. Now, when did you actually take your body fat percentage like recently, like within the last yeah month? And you said yeah. it was twenty something percent. Yeah. Which my wife is about twenty. She's twenty one percent, and my wife my wife has abs, like six pack abs. She's five seven, and she's yeah. twenty twenty one percent. So. 20, 20, well, 21, 23 sometimes. I mean, she's still in the 20s, and she still mm-hmm. looks extremely fit and lean. So my thing is that I don't think you have a whole lot of fat on you to access this. To access. You may have some that still that still could be accessed, but the only way for you to do this protocol and actually not feel that way is that you would have, you'd have to have a higher calorie intake. Um, and if you're fo- are you following Simeon's protocol? Yes. The three and a half ounces of everything across the board? I increase it to four and a half because uh, ounces on on just the meat because I, I couldn't survive. I okay. Well, just so you know that I've done the math and you're mm-hmm. when you follow the three and a half ounces across the board, you're taking in about three hundred and seventy calories a day. So right. you're under the five hundred calories, which is way below starvation, and your body is just shutting down. Right. So I would. I feel I, that. I have our formula. I basically each, each protein choice has its own weight, its own amount, its own measurement. Uh, for example, chicken is almost five ounces. You know, uh, seafood like scallops would be like six ounces. I mean, the, you have to get enough protein. If you take in a protein supplement and and have your and raise your protein portions up, I like to just see the curiosity to see how your body responded to it by you increasing your pro, deliberately increasing your protein three times a day instead of twice, and having the portions be normal, I mean, larger than what you've been doing, I would like to see if you actually feel better. If you don't, then it's just time to throw in the towel and be done with it. But I believe in my experience of coaching thousands of people on this thing that you're at the threshold. You're about as close as you can get to being done. And if you want to access the rest of that fat, you would have to do it in a slower way, which means you'd be losing a quarter pound, eighth pound, half pound a day at the most. Um, but you'd be higher, taking higher calories, but you would access that stored fat and, and get the lean that you're looking for, but you would have to make adjustments because how you're feeling is not the way you should feel. And and just, just increase on, on the uh, on the lean protein. Yeah, I would have pro- post-protein. I would have protein right after your workouts. Then I would mm-hmm. have my normal protein portion for lunch and my normal protein for dinner, with your, with your, of course, with your fruit snacks in between and your vegetables. But I would mm-hmm. follow the protein chart on, on our website or email me. Send me an email at colin at colinfwatson.com, and I will um, send you our protein chart because it makes so much more sense, and people feel 100,000% better. And okay. do that, and let's okay. see what happens. Okay? Thank you so much. Okay. Let me take the last call, yeah. and hopefully I – Four one five five seven two. We got three minutes. Hello. Four one five five seven two. All right, we got two minutes thirty seconds. Four one six. She just popped up. Two six four. Hi, I just had a question, Carl. Not so much about what you're covering this evening. One thing I've always been confused about: what should the portion sizes be for the vegetables? He makes no uh, reference as to portion size. He mentioned- there really isn't a portion size for vegetables. You basically, my 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 uh, rule of thumb is that is my handful 
is the right portion for me. So if I'm making a salad, I have a few, I take, you know, a couple handful of lettuce and a handful of tomatoes, onions, dark, you know, cucumbers, and I make a salad. Or if I have a broccoli or asparagus, I take it my handful. My wife's handful would be the portion for her. You can be very liberal with, with vegetables. To be honest with you, they're almost free calories. I, if you look at any of my plates that I'm tweeting out or my Facebook thing, you'll see my salad takes up half of my plate. I'm not going to, when it comes to the protein, I'm going to be very, uh, very precise. But when it comes to the veggies, I'm very liberal because I want my plate to look good, be be abundant. I want to be I want to be full and feel like I've gotten a really good, tasty meal. So there is no, um, no portion control on the vegetables per se. Only well, on the fruit. I've done that, and that's why I came up with the question. I've had good results whether I had a minimal amount of vegetables or particularly large amount. Yeah. So I wasn't sure where, where, where the ceiling is on that. Yeah, you can. I, I give people their own. I, I say basically, cover your plate. Have your protein portions be dialed in, but make your don't. If you can see your plate, you're eating too. <laughs> so use the rest of that side of that plate for your veggies, and uh, and you'll you'll enjoy the you'll enjoy the meal better. It'll be a lot more volume, and you'll get the fiber you need. Yes. Uh, okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, we're out of time. i got 46 seconds left. I hope that uh, the uh, information in this call was uh, helpful. Um, you know, I just want to reiterate real quick is that, you know what, don't try and mask your feelings. Feel your feelings. Write them down. Express them. Talk to talk to someone. I mean, I read in one of these things, you know, it was, it was kind of a great thing. Do you really want the ice cream or do you really want to talk to somebody? And that that kind of brought it home to me. You know what? Let's not hide. Um, keep your email. Check your email the next couple of days for the for the invite to um, ATG Relapse and Recovery where we can actually talk more about these topics, talk more about pain, and, uh, and help us all uh, reach our goal and be successful. I love you bunches. Thanks so much for being here. We appreciate your support. Uh, if you listen to the playback of this um, show, please tweet it out or Facebook it out so other people can get this information um, virally. I mean, you share the love, and, and uh, we, you, it'll come back to you. All right, guys, God bless you, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.